You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and I want to thank you for joining us today. My co-hosts are my very good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Hello, all. Hello. Boy, they're both very chatty today. Um, I know that Halloween's about a month away, but do you two have your costumes ready yet? Well, I'm going to redo and repair my costume from last year. Remember last year how we found stars and moons all over the training field? For about a week, people were coming up to me and handing me those little plastic planets. This year, I'm sewing all the -the glow-in-the-dark stars onto my outfit. I remember that since my Pomeranian was picking them up in their mouth and playing with them. This year, my daughter's in charge of creating costumes for our poor dog, so we'll see what she comes up with. Or whether she comes up with anything at all. (laughs) Teenagers being procrastinators. Well, you both know that Halloween's one of my uh, favorite holidays. Halloween and Christmas, both of which because I think there's lots of decorating and partying and goodie bags and stuff like that. But uh, also, Kindred Spirits uh, Dog Training does a big Halloween party every year. We've been helping Liz, and she does enjoy this holiday. I'll think a little too much time. But this will be our 18th annual Halloween party at Kindred Spirits. Um, it's hosted as a fundraiser for our therapy dog program, which is Love on a Leash, and our service dog program. We've had as many as 70 dogs, including their human families, participate. We've never had a dog fight, thank goodness, knock on wood. Um, this party is a blast. So we also have an opportunity drawing, lots of food, and wonderful costumes. Well, we'll talk about this uh, a little bit more in the uh, in a few minutes. But right now, let's take a break. Uh, uh, we want to thank our sponsors uh, for this show, but don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about uh, costumes for yourself and your dog, and we'll also be talking about how to get your dog ready for Halloween. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagadelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. 
All right, welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and my co-hosts today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. We're talking about Halloween. Now, I realize Halloween's a month from now, but with dogs, and especially with costumes, it, you need time to get your dog ready for Halloween. I mean, look at it from the dog's point of view. What do they think about Halloween? Strange creatures, weird shapes, eerie sounds, strange smells all over their house and neighborhood. It can be scary for any dog. Even the most obedient dog can be frightened enough and behave unexpectedly. There's still a lot of time before Halloween, but if you're planning to have your dog wear a costume, it may take some time to get them used to wearing it. The outcome can be lots of fun. For example, Keely, my Pomeranian, has always dressed up, so she's very used to it. Teddy, my German Shepherd, doesn't really care what you put on him. He's just happy to be with you. And then Kona, he's so laid back, he'll do the same thing. And then there's Logan, my other Aussie. Well, what can I say about Logan? He loves to work, but if you have to wear something, you would think someone would have stolen his favorite bone. He'll tolerate it, um, doesn't fight a fight about it, but would rather do anything else except wear that costume. So it takes more patience and time with him. And just as Kate and, and Pedro were saying, every dog is an individual. Um, my my two youngest dogs, also Australian Shepherds, uh, Riker loves to party. He's a big clown. Uh, anything that gets him attention makes him happy. Uh, last year I got a great big huge uh, leather collar with three rows of spikes and then I got a fake plastic chain that attached to him that looked like it should have held uh, uh, a brace of the biggest pit bulls on the planet. He thinks it's a blast. So me and my witch costume and my witch hat and my magic wand and my, my canine familiar on his collar and chain, and that's a good costume. It works for us. Now, Bashir, my youngest, and he thinks that might be a little insulting. So you really do need to know your dog. Uh, if your dog is very insulted about wearing a costume, um, think twice about what you're going to, to dress him up as. Maybe he needs something very simple. We all enjoy Liz and her witch costume. <laughs> we encourage her to wear that every year. Anyway, get your dog's costume ready early. Find out how he reacts to it. Can you put a leash on your dog while he's in costume? Is your dog comfortable? Can your dog see? That's important. Can he hear? Can he move? Of course, can he breathe easily? All these points are very important to take. And don't forget, can he also pee and poop while wearing his costume? Yeah, we don't often think about that, but that's important too. Um, it's very exciting when you think about putting a costume on your dog, especially if you like to dress up for Halloween also. But don't let it overrule your common sense. When you're teaching the dog to wear a costume, uh, take it very slowly. Maybe just take one or two pieces of the costume and put it on the dog. Uh, let him get used to it. Use lots of praise, lots of treats. Let him know that uh, wearing this costume gets him, um, ex you know, gets him lots of attention uh, and his best treats, little bits of hot dog or leftover chicken or whatever. But make it real exciting for him. And one thing you want to keep in mind, never leave your dog alone in costume. He could get a costume caught in something which will make him panic. He could chew off parts of the costume. He could swallow something that could be dangerous to him, like the moon and stars that uh, Kate wore last year. 
Um, so just be very cautious, but have fun with your dog. I don't recall anybody actually following one of those glow-in-the-dark stars and moons, but it, it would have made nighttime poop patrol very interesting. <laughs> I have to confess that three Halloweens ago, I made some poor decisions about a costume for my girl, Rottweiler. I meant well. I mean, I had a thing going. My male cockapoo, Walter, he was in a tuxedo. I was dressed as the chauffeur, butler for the night, so I thought it would be funny to have my female Rottweiler dressed up as a Playboy bunny. It was an easy costume. I got some bunny ears on a headband. Gina got used to wearing that. No problem. Um, then I put a bright pink feather bow around her neck. Yeah, no problem for that. I took a handful of cotton balls, stuck them together with some glue, sprayed the whole ball lightly with some body glue. Then I then I put it on her butt, just above her tail. And she didn't even have a problem with that. But I think Riker, one of my dogs, was one of the dogs that was following her around, pulling the cotton balls off her butt. I don't know whether he thought she was a weird kind of sheep or whatever. Um, it was very, very sad. I think we all had memories that poor Gina is either a dog pulling on her neck to get the feathers around that on her boa there or a dog pulling on her rear end and the cotton balls coming off. Yes, um, my bell of the ball retired early that evening. <laughs> she wasn't having a whole lot of fun at the party. <laughs> uh, some of the costumes that we've seen over the years, um, let's see, uh, the grand prize winner from our costume contest last year, this couple has a couple of Shelties, and one of the Shelties is a blue merle, which means she's shades of, of grays and black and white. And they took a cardboard box and painted it and decorated it to make it look like a uh, black and white TV. And the bloomer Sheltie laid down inside the box that was cut out with the screen, and she was labeled Lassie in black and white. And it was absolutely, absolutely awesome. Uh, I remember a few years ago also a family with Australian Shepherds the Australian shepherds were dressed up as sheep and the people were dressed up as Australian shepherds. There's a wonderful family that the entire family came as superheroes, including the dog. They all had on, you know, capes and um, utility belts. Superman, superwoman, superchild, superdog. That was a great crowd pleaser that year. My witch costume has gone through several evolutions too. And, uh, Last year, I think, uh, or the year before, it was particularly good because I was all in black. Um, now, keep in mind, I'm sun-bleached blonde, not particularly tiny. <laughs> and so I was all in black with a big, flowing black cape and a, a large, pointed black witch's hat. And one of the dogs that had gone through our classes uh, and knew us very, very well, a boxer by the name of Dylan, was absolutely petrified. Every time he saw me, he barked, he growled. Uh, it took me most of the Halloween party to make up to him. And then he still wasn't quite sure I was who I said I was. Actually, I think that Dylan was absolutely certain you were who you were, and it just confirmed what he always believed about you. I think that's why he had a hard time. He took the words right out of my mouth. I still to the same think she is. Um, I had a um, wizard's costume on last year, and actually nobody had a big problem with the cape and the glow-in-the-dark stars as long as they stayed on my costume. But I had also picked up a 
mask that went over my whole head, and it had black mesh for the face. So I literally had no face. That freaked the dogs out more than any of the masks of anything. Just that void. That really scared them. I didn't wear it for very long at the party. Yeah, they're laughing about me being a witch. That faceless thing kind of scared me, too. (laughs) We've had uh, Star Wars complete with a spaceship. Uh, Oh, all kinds of them. Uh, Petra, what are some of the ones you remember? My favorite was the uh, friend of ours, a huge, but 120-pound Rottweiler uh, dresses Goldilocks with the wig and all. It's one ugly Goldilocks. And then her three Jack Russells wore the three bears. And that was adorable. I had dressed my Roddy one year as the queen. So she had on a a royal purple cape and a tiara. And a friend's German shepherd was the king. And he had on a red cape and a crown. And without even planning it, some other... Uh, members of uh, the party had come with her son was a knight in shining armor and her little Tibetan spaniel was a princess with a pink hat. So we we all joined forces and we became the royal court. And just as a side note, uh, the young boy is autistic, but he had such a blast that the next year, oh, about two weeks before Halloween, he was already asking his mom if we were going to do the royal court again. He'd remembered it all the way to the next year. So those are examples of uh, dogs dressed up in elaborate costumes, but not all dogs can uh, adjust to wearing a costume. So still dress them up. All you got to do is put a bandana with some Halloween fabric when it comes to any other holiday, Christmas, Thanksgiving. There's a lot of nice material out there that you can use. All right. Well, we've got to take a break right now for messages from our sponsors. So just hold on. Don't go anywhere. We've still got a lot more to talk about as far as Halloween and how to keep it safe. So we'll be back in a minute. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and my co-hosts today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Sprigs Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're discussing getting ready for Halloween. So far, we've been talking about costumes for your dog, but don't forget you've got to get your dog used to other people in costumes. And, of course, the costume you've picked out for yourself. Uh, dogs don't always know that costumes are something temporary that can come back off. They may smell you as the same person, but when you look very different, it can be a little startling to some dogs. Uh, so it's very important that we get the dog used to it. So put on your own costume the night before, but do it in front of your dog. Let him watch while you're transforming. Um, a few years back, my ex-husband put, thought it was a very cool mask, put it on him, came out, and my dog 
break my, thought my German Shepherd was going to attack them. So don't do that. Put it on in front of them. Have fun with it. Show them what you're doing. Um, jolly them. Don't let them get worried about it. And put it on way before Halloween. Get them used to it. I mean, I think that's a perfect excuse to have a, a pre-Halloween party days ahead of time and have your friends come and costume to that one as well. I've got a, a story about getting used to a costume also. One year uh, when one of the new Star Wars movies came out, my husband dressed up as one of the bad guys. I think they were called the Sith. Was that the, the Sith with the red and black uh, mask with the horns and the black cape and the lightsaber? And Well, my husband who rides a motorcycle has some black motorcycle leathers. So he went back in the bedroom, put on his motorcycle leathers, his motor black motorcycle gloves, his black motorcycle boots, a black cape, and then this red and black cis mask. Walked down the hallway towards the living room, and I thought all three Australian shepherds were going to lose their minds and eat him alive. Surely this strange creature had broken into the house from the back door and was going to get mom. Uh, even when he spoke to them and they heard his voice, they stopped long enough to listen to him, but they were very, very startled. So it's very important that uh, we, we let the dogs get used to this and used to it gradually. Um, on another aspect of this, uh, of Halloween, we rarely have trick-or-treaters anymore, so not many people show up at the door, at least in my neighborhood anyway. The only trick-or-treaters we get are usually the kids that are way too big to be out trick-or-treating. And I kind of miss that tradition. Um, but for our dogs, it's probably a little bit easier that all those weird people don't show up at the door. As much as I miss the the little ones all dressed up looking so cute, I really also don't miss trying to explain to my cockapoo Walter that the ghosts and goblins coming to our door are just really the nice kids down the street. If your dog is upset about trick or treaties, you're probably trick or treaters. You're probably better off keeping them in another room away from the front door and real and with a really good chew bone or something that they want to they would like to enjoy. Um, don't leave them unattended in the backyard. It's better to be safe in the house. I just thought of a scene from the movie E.T. where uh, E.T.'s uh, with Elliot and they're going walking around on Halloween and E.T., the alien, is looking at all these people dressed up in funny costumes and you kind of got to wonder what Earth is really like with all these weirdos walking around on Halloween. For your dog, it's probably much the same. If your neighborhood still has trick-or-treating or if you have a Halloween party at uh, your kid's school or church or YMCA or something like that, um, don't take your dog w with you. That can be really upsetting. Um, plus, there's way too much candy out there. And you know candy's going to be dropped, and some of the dogs are going to snag some of it. Uh, that's a good point to, to mention, too, that uh, chocolate's poisonous to dogs. We don't want them to pick up anything chocolate. And they don't need all the sugar, either. So between keeping your dog mentally sound so he doesn't get frightened by all these little trick-or-treaters and the candy, keep them at home. Even the most obedient dog can be frightened enough to behave unexpectedly. And if he should get upset enough to run out the front door, and then everywhere he turns there are strange creatures about, uh, that's just scary and doesn't need to be in that position. One emergency vet uh, reported that the two reoccurring issues that he deals with every Halloween 
are caused by fear and poison. Fear from the dog running out, perhaps into the street, getting lost, injuring himself, trying to find a hiding place. And poison referring to all those wonderful goodies that we're passing out. And as wonderful as Halloween can be, I probably would run the agility course myself for a bag of candy corn. That's my weakness, unfortunately. Yeah, we all and, <laughs> so I hope everyone knows that, like Liz mentioned, it's chocolate is potentially lethal to your dog. Even lollipops, sticks, candy wrappers can be dangerous, so be sure to keep the Halloween stash of goodies out of the reach of your dog. Many years ago, when I was a veterinary technician, we had an emergency call one Halloween night. The owners of a dachshund had put the candy they were handing out to the trick-or-treaters in a plastic bucket by the front door. Unfortunately, they left the bucket unattended to go into the kitchen. When they came back to the front door, it was just in time to see Marley, the dachshund, backing out of an empty bucket. It was an extensive lesson for Marley's owners and a really miserable couple of days for Marley. He did recover, but to make it even worse, he was back on an emergency call at Thanksgiving, having eaten an entire plate of fudge left unattended on the coffee table. I can guarantee you that Marley's owners really started paying more attention to him after that. Ah, yes, yes. (laughs) I hope they paid more attention. Uh, I I spent a number of years as a vet tech also, and I think all of us have stories like that. Uh, If they're not at Halloween or at Thanksgiving, then it's at Christmas when the dog gets into the the chocolate oranges under the tree (laughs) or the stockings that Santa leaves. Uh, We do have to protect our pets because they don't have the the common sense. They don't know that these things are dangerous. And that brings up a good point. Do you know what your veterinarian's policies are if there is an emergency? Some veterinarians uh, don't take after-hours calls. Others are very willing to. Some veterinarians would rather that you called uh, a local emergency veterinarian who has a staff specifically for emergencies. It's a good idea to call your veterinarian ahead of time and find out what his policies and procedures are. You don't want to have your dog at home sick or, or injured and then try to figure out what to do. If you know ahead of time, it makes things much smoother. And, you know, if your dog is hurt or you know he's gotten into the chocolate or he's gotten into the Halloween candy, you can be panicky yourself. You might not be thinking too clearly. Uh, Make sure you also have directions as to where the emergency clinic is and how to get there. Do this homework ahead of time. It'll give you some peace of mind and it might save uh, a few minutes for your dog. And that's important. So as long as you know how to get your dog to the emergency room in a quick time, in a quick manner, that's awesome. Now, the only thing that might show up at the emergency room this Halloween will be Kate if she doesn't stop hanging those fake spiders that keep jumping on my head around this office. Well, we could talk about dogs all day, but we're just about out of time. Petra, Kate, and I would like to thank our producers and our sponsors for making this show possible. And we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for letting us talk about our favorite subject, dogs. We'd also like to hear from you. If you have any questions or concerns, email us at liz, L-I-Z, at petliferadio.com, and we'll try to answer your questions on an upcoming show. Start thinking of a fun costume and make it a safe and fun Halloween for your dogs and your family. Work your dogs hard, but love them lots. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 